You're listening to the Act As If Podcast with Coach Roel. Real life success stories in business and investing as they happen. And now, here's your host, Coach Roel. All right, welcome. Coach Roel here with another episode of the Act As If Podcast with a very special guest, actually an old family friend of mine. I've known this guy since since we were both kids. Bobby Geronco, also known as Bobby Brass of Kuya Productions. How are you doing, Bobby? I'm great. Well, good to catch up with you, man. Looking this good. Is, this is awesome. <laughs> this I'm really excited to catch up with you. So um, we've been messaging a little bit back and forth, and you got mm. some pretty cool stuff going on right now. So you're in the driver's seat. What's what's life like now? What's 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 like the big celebration? What are you grateful for? Uh, well, I'd say since the last time we spoke, uh, one of the biggest wins I have right now is uh, I just finished a Series A round for a music tech uh, app that I've been developing over the last year and a half. And it was a little bit difficult towards the end of last year securing funding. And it was a blessing in disguise because we found the perfect partners now that not only give us the capital, but have such added value. So I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. It's going to be a very you know special tool once it launches, um, wow. once we go to market next year, uh, to really, really provide uh, like optimization of asset management for independent creators and uh, i'm stoked this is this has been a dream you know so that's amazing so is it is it still top secret can you reveal any name yet it's 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 a little bit still top secret only because it's you know it's for it's a first mover to the market so we yeah. just got to make sure that we keep it a little tight but okay. um it's can you tell us what it, what it does yeah what what does it do yeah so you know there's there's just a lot of disparate sources of income and um it's it's very hard to to manage your your ip in the music industry so i'm not sure if you know but there, it's very very complicated how you receive your royalties and and now with TikTok, you're you're writing a bunch of different songs you're not relying on one song on radio that's going to generate millions of dollars now you're writing thousands of songs across different creators and trying to make sure you're getting all this money worldwide so it's very very complicated so our tool allows people to um, manage their assets and monitor their royalties it optimizes that whole flow and because we're self-employed as you know we get lump sums here and there so this will allow us to assetize it properly and and be able to leverage it for you know lending and diversifying our investments outside of the music industry which is what we always talk about and all the things that you've been able to do. Um, That's you know, really cool. Us. Yeah. So for example, if I'm a creator and uh, mm-hmm. I write a jingle or a snippet, not necessarily a full song, I can put it somewhere out there on the internet and um, kind of like on consignment, I guess I've seen these aggregator sites and then might I might, I might make a few dollars of people using it. And then that, your app would allow me to track where that money came from. Is that right? Exactly. Yes. That's so cool. anybody can distribute. Uh, there's a lot of tools where like say Rowell wrote a song called, you know, coach number one, ready to come at you, whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
you're able to publish it to TikTok, Spotify, similar, very similar to, to the podcast, right? But you can have it everywhere. But not only that is, you know, people on social media will remix it. They might use it. They might use the songs in, you know, some of their YouTube videos. Uh, who knows? Someone might look at it and go, oh, wow, I love Coach Rell's platform. I love this song. I'd love to put this in a commercial or I'd, I'd love to put it in a TV show because it just matches this one scene. Right. So, but with all of those other exploitations on different platforms, you have to make sure that you're actually receiving the proper income and mm-hmm. there's no regulation where this is concerned. So, um, you know, not knocking any of these collectors, but uh, additional support for the independent creator allows them to do that without hiring a business manager to, to track all that. So then, for example, I put it out there on what's a what's a distribution platform that's very well known for this. Uh, one is very uh, TuneCore. TuneCore. Okay, so for example, mm-hmm. I put something out there on TuneCore. It's me singing off tune and and trying hard, and it somehow it goes viral because it's like check out this guy; he's trying so hard. <laughs> and then people <laughs> use it, but then once it's out there, uh, how how would I be able to track if someone's like? If, if, mm. if a thousand people have then turned it into a meme or some right sort. so this is where your collector so uh TuneCore not only distributes it but they're going to administer the collection on your behalf but only for what's called the the master recording uh there are a bunch of other royalties associated with the publishing side which is the composition aspect and you would have to sign up with different societies uh you would either sign up with a you know, a PRO, it's called a PRO for your performance royalties, and then also a publisher, mm-hmm. or you self-publish, but this is where it gets a little complicated. You have different collectors collecting different royalties owed to you mm-hmm. that do not really speak to each other. So mm-hmm. there's really no way to to know if you're getting what you're supposed to be getting, as well as, you know, they're, they have their own issues with trying to track everything worldwide as well. So it's a mm-hmm. good additional tool alongside. Oh, very cool. So then where, um, so you were able to raise a, a series A round of funding, as you mentioned, yes. can yes. you, can you reveal a ballpark, how much you were able to, we can celebrate I, I with you? Probably, yes, it's, it's fine. It's 3 million. It'll probably be something that's uh, nice. you know, published as well at some point. So, 3 million. You know, yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's exactly what we need. Uh, you know, it's, it's for early stage. It's a very normal kind of, uh, uh, you know, fun to be working with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, it's, it's very tech. It's all about the technology. And, uh, so this will allow us to really build out the, the really robust tool, uh, because of how complicated things are. Mm-hmm. It's just so amazing because it's like, yeah, we have this idea and you write it on paper and it seems very hard to attain at first. And then you, you see how there's no difference, like getting the first 30,000 seems like we would give 30,000 to this like random concept mm-hmm. then it goes to 300,000 and then from there it's just a jump to like 3 million you know mm-hmm. and it's it's there's not that much difference uh in between of what you need to do it's pushing just pushing the boundary and it kind of like really believing believing in it mm-hmm. what was uh as you mentioned you go from like 3,000 and 30 etc did you mm-hmm. um like building it over the last little bit, because we were trying to catch each other for probably about a year now, um, trying to get caught up. In that time, what was 
what did he what do you feel it took to be able to get to where you are now like there were there were stages mm-hmm. i mean I, I i'm totally ignorant about app development and, and all that sort of stuff so how long did this process take you stay with us we'll be right back meet sarah Sarah is a successful corporate executive with a small but growing portfolio of investment properties with the hopes of one day quitting her day job and investing in real estate full-time. However, with soaring property prices, ridiculous bidding wars, and government-mandated rent controls, Sarah is finding it nearly impossible to find good cash-flowing properties these days. On top of that, Lopsided tenancy laws and super high taxes are discouraging her from adding to her real estate portfolio. Fortunately, Sarah recently joined the Snowbird Investor Club, a group of like-minded investors and business owners who have successfully expanded into Florida and applied to become a member. Through the Snowbird Investor Club's comprehensive trainings and white glove ongoing support programs, Sarah now has a bona fide cross-border property investing business and gets to choose how much or how little she works. At the same time, Sarah's family enjoys the best of what both Canada and Florida have to offer. By expanding into Florida property investing as a business, Sarah has finally achieved the ideal work-life balance that she's been chasing for so many years. Join the Snowbird Investor Club today and make your cross-border lifestyle dreams a reality. It took a year and a half. Uh, so because we, when by we, I have a partner and we were thinking about how do we solve our own problems. Mm-hmm. So this is where we were like, oh, we're so excited about this idea. And then from there, you have to flush out, is this an actual need that people all need? Because we're of a certain type. We're not only producers, songwriters, we're business managers, we're publishers. So we do have a business mindset. So it's like going, hey, uh, like how wide would this go to people, artists who are really creative in nature that may not want to be responsible for these kinds of things like monitoring their royalties and push it off to someone else? How How is that going to be like a, and what kind of model are we going to use? Is it going to be subscription? Is it going to be this and that? So I would say the biggest, biggest thing that helped was uh, having a proper team and expanding the team and also including the user in the development of the product to make mm. sure that it's something like, a, you know, we've seen, we've invested in some technological platforms where they did not involve the user and therefore it's, you believe in this idea. And then at the end of the day, it's not something that's in high demand. Mm-hmm. Right. So how many, how many beta testers did you have involved with this? Uh, uh, quite a bit at the beginning, it was like, uh, just interviews, interview based where, you know, we would, you know, do surveys and ask certain questions. So we weren't imposing the idea. Cause if you're like, Hey, this is all the reasons you need this. Would you like it? Of course, they're going to be like, yes, I love it. Oh, so yeah. we did, uh, you know, interviews of 10 people at the beginning. And then from there go, does this line up with our idea? And then we took it a little bit further out to about 30 people. And then once we developed the, the, the minimum viable product, the MVP, we started with a hundred people actually using it and oh, cool. being able to see, do they, and then from there, that's where it just started. And then there's, you know, uh, you know, 
you know, it's just all the feedback from that allowed us to really go, Hey, this is something really, really special and we can mm-hmm. prove it. Mm-hmm. You know, so. And then how did you raise the capital? Was it like, uh, you went on a road show and you're like setting up in hotel ballrooms and inviting people for lunch, or did you like do a bunch of zoom calls and word of mouth? How, how so, formal? It was, uh, so it was mostly zoom calls at the beginning but we actually engaged a financial advisor that specializes in these kinds of raises so it was relatively easy because we kind of had a template of this network of people and what they look for and we were very properly advised so anytime we would be like hey we're ready to present something uh, this financial advisor and his team would literally pick apart every single thing that they thought that someone who would be really interested in this would want to know before they actually threw down a check. Mm-hmm. And also, we're able to filter out the targets, like who are the right people to approach, what is their appetite, and did a lot of soft meetings. And then I actually didn't have to travel at all. My, my, my business partner actually went in, in person and met with uh, some of the people. And it was pretty easy after that because once we had this real uh, prototype ready, the testing and, and just what it can do, um, it became more of uh, these investors not wanting anyone else to be involved this early. So it, oh, was, wow. it was like, yes. So from the mm-hmm. user's point of view, is is this is there like a a free version and then a monthly subscription or is it a one-time download how how does that yeah that great question there will be tiers so it's not to to market yet so with the raise we're going to do more uh research there's a few things to like legalities and stuff like that but the tier system is important that there is a free version because we want uh, to allow independent creators that haven't been able to scale yet or professionalize to a certain level to have access to these tools um, because this is what we're really trying to solve is these are the people who might have a bunch of songs on TikTok, a bunch of money out there, and if they're, they know what they're supposed to be collecting and it's done properly to avoid uh, mishaps in the future, they can professionalize properly. And there's a big gap before it was like 1% making all of the 99%, but it's probably a hundred, like 100 at this point, making all this money and everyone trying to make, you know, I'm getting 5,000 here, 10,050. But if it adds up and you kind of know when it's going to, when it's going to come, then you can kind of have some kind of projection in your cash flow, budget accordingly and invest accordingly. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and yeah, so, so then three tier is important. So with that app, that's, that's really cool. But, uh, I want to squeeze in some of the other stuff that you're mm-hmm. also yeah. doing as well. So, um, yeah, you, you take the lead. What was it that, uh, the second biggest thing that you've been working so, on the last little while? So, you know, the last time I had spoken to you, well, not the last time, but one of the, um, conversations we had, I think it was maybe in November of 2021, but you know, we were talking about um, marketing and we were squeezing a little bit of a conversation after we were speaking about real estate and, and loans about branding. And I was, you know, giving you a lot of, uh, you know, compliments as to your platform, what you were doing, uh, the assets you have, the, the programs you have available. And when you had asked me about some of my goals in the future, 
you had suggested, you know, you should, you know, really do the same thing with your community, the music community, and uh, focus not only on your branding, but you have these products already that you can provide. So I really took it upon myself to really go, hey, you know what, I'm going to embrace this, uh, the marketing of my own brand, as well as the brand of Kuya. And a couple of things happened is, you know, uh, I, mean, I was able to get uh, formal coaching sessions because I was doing those, you know, goal setting workshops for free and also to, to test. And I continued to do that. But then I really attracted clients that really wanted me to coach them personally on a weekly basis. And that has um, ex- expanded uh, not only my network, but also my income, which mm. was one of my big goals was to have another revenue stream. Oh, so you're like a creator coach? Yes. Cool. Yes. Creator coach. And there are some people that are not creators, but I, I consider everyone a creator. It just happens that people, you know, equate that to only music, only, you know, actors, writers, but whether you're a salesperson, you have to have creativity and solutions, conversation, you know, if you get some blocks, how do you creatively pivot you know it's 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 fascinating so but primarily which also you advised me i was like hey start with you know the people you already have access to use your expertise and it just so happened that other people you know wanted the same kind of benefits and and some people wanted it outside of their their job so it could be hey i'm a sales executive by day but i really really think i could write a book and it could be sales it could also be something completely nothing a career oriented you know. Oh, very cool. So who's your, describe who would be your like ideal, who is your ideal um, coachee? Ah, so my ideal, I would say is um, definitely desiring more uh, in whatever they're doing and has, has a desire to impact the greater good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like even when I'm thinking about uh, one sales exec, um, she had a certain income uh, ceiling that she was experiencing, mm-hmm. but she realized, you know, I'm really good at this and I'm recognized. I'm hitting the ceiling within uh, the workforce as an employee working for someone else, but I could really advise people worldwide mm-hmm. on the sales tactics and things that I've excelled and who literally came from nothing and all the way to the top. And so that's a desire to use her expertise and share it and impact people on a wider scale. So that mm-hmm. is my favorite, not to say that I wouldn't want to help someone that does something very singular or, but that is my ideal preference of a, someone I, I take as a, a client. Mm-hmm. So it's it's more corporate because I know your background, Kuya Productions. We'll talk about that probably in, in the second uh, part of our interview. Um, are you focusing at all with like a music production or artistic mm-hmm. creators, or is it more corporate clients? Oh, so for these kind of clients, for the coaching. Um, so when it comes to do with music, I would consider more uh, music consultations, very specific. Okay. I would incorporate some overall coaching into life goals and stuff like that, but there really is a specific strategy uh, with music related stuff. So I would say that would fall under the music consultation. 
So the coaching aspect, um, it could also be, I think, personal, personal brand. Mm-hmm. You know, so you could be a corporate exec. You could be an art artist that also desires to do other things and create their own platforms and maybe also have, you know, instead of just being an artist, create their own company that has all these different funnels. Maybe they're also co- starting to consult other people or sign some people underneath them and, you know, want to scale their business. So it's not just me about developing them as a music a musician, artist, songwriter, producer, but they might have other endeavors. They might want to start their own music app. They might want to do all these, all these amazing things. And I would coach them. But I think the personal brand is the one I'm excited about. I've seen you do it. I've seen the results of myself doing it. Uh, and I think, I, I think everyone should have that. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, that that's, that's really awesome. I'm one last question for you now that, you know, you've gone so far and you, you've raised this money for the app. You're on the doorstep of launching it. You're, you're doing uh, coaching as well. These are all fairly new things within the last year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. Where, where do you go from here now that you're, you know, at certain this part, what's the next step? And then, you know, how is that in relation to where you were just a year and a half ago? So I, I, I would like to scale everything like even so we didn't speak about some of the other things like, you know, my production company um, and as well as my publishing company. Mm. But what I'd really, really like to do is a lot of these things were starting the ground up with smaller teams. I'd really, really like to hire the right people that can really grow these companies. And, you know, with uh, with Kuya, you know, we compiled a lot of footage of the our lives growing up and how we got into music and we started a documentary and that's one project and in order for it to really see the the light we need to hire people to really make it a good full production and you know go in the festivals and get distribution all that these different things same thing with a publishing company it's um it's just becoming more successful more successful but we need to hire the right people in place that can do more of the development, plug these different things. So in uh, the next year, I'd, I'd really like to see these hit the next level, which is now we're going to series B with the app. You know, we now have, uh, you know, five to 10 employees and our writers that we represent um, have, you know, 10x, 15x to their cash flow and income. And, and myself included, you know, these are some of these, I'm still, you know, trading a lot of my time for work. You know, well, how we connected to was I was just so excited about the investment opportunities outside of music. So, you know, I, you know, I did my first, first one uh, in Brickle, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you, you weren't too excited about Miami, but you did say, Hey, lifestyle, make sure the first one. And I was like thinking more closer to what you did, but you, you kept pressing lifestyle. So I did the first one because I knew that I'd want to go there as well. And then as a result, it's done really well for me. And now I want to do another one. So that will be, you know, my investment and, you know, have my, my cash flow from that going. Um, and that's, that's really, uh, you know, some of my biggest dreams for next year, as well as having a really, really substantial operation in Toronto, the hometown. Nice. Um, we started. You know, we started looking at properties over there. We rented a studio there now, but I'd like to have a big play there. It is popping for entertainment there right now. So 
Very cool. Well, we're going to have to get you back to talk about that and give us an update on those things. That's very exciting. Yeah. All right. Well, very, very cool. Um, thanks, Bobby. Bobby Brass from Cool Your Productions for being here for part one of our Act As If uh, interview. Make sure you stick around uh, for next time. The next week, uh, we'll release part two of our interview with Bobby. But until then, Coach Rowell out with Bobby Brass. All right. Thanks, Coach. You the Thank man. You. You've been listening to the Act As If podcast with Coach Rowell. Real life success stories in business and investing as they happen.